Andy Bastian. And I'm Aubrey Calvin. And this is Southern Queries. Exploring all things LGBTQ in the South. Welcome to another episode of our wedding series extravaganza. Today, we'll be hearing from a couple vendors and some couples. Also, don't forget, we now have merch on the website. So if you would like to show um, your support and help us with our endeavors, we cannot express how thankful we are if you support us either through donation, which is available on our website, or by purchasing some merch. Enjoy the show. So Aubrey and I did not record an intro for this episode, so we do just jump right in with no hellos and how are yous. Um, oops. But uh, I'm giving you a warning that we are jumping straight into the topic. Oh, oh. Um, so I gotta say, all of these couples were super awesome and surprisingly across the board, everyone had great experiences with their vendors and their plans. And I say surprising because I half thought that maybe I would get a lot of horror stories and I didn't. I guess there seems to be an ongoing narrative that LGBTQ people are just having a terrible time in the South. And that is just not the case. I mean, I know that there are still problems like uh, the Advocate magazine news article that just came out on the 12th that we talked about, about the, uh, the gay couple in North Carolina. We do know that those still exist, but I guess I worry that all we that all people think of are the horror stories does that make any sense yeah so yeah. i really wanted to um highlight um how all the fantastic things that these couples had to say especially about their vendors which is where i thought i would hear most of the horror stories so inclusion what did you find really just a bunch of in love cool people Yes, it's hard to find vendors. Yes, there's people feeling nervous. Yes, there's some struggles, especially with naming conventions, but mostly LGBTQ people are just living their lives and being happy in the South. Slowly, um, more vendors are becoming more aware too. And I say slowly, because I feel like it's been like a very painful process for the South. Um, so I did interview Cheyenne, who's one of the founders of North Texas LGBTQ Wedding Network on this topic, and this is what she had to say. Well, I'm Chevy with Chevy Shy Photography, and I'm located in Denton, Texas, and I identify as she and her. Awesome. And um, how long have you been doing photography? So in 2010 is whenever I started having an interest in photography. And then in 2013 is whenever I was able to officially make it a business. So it kind of depends on which way, but either way, it's kind of a complex of 10 years <laughs> experience overall. <laughs> awesome. So um, I would love to hear what your experience has been thus far um, as a wedding photographer. Like, have you had a good experience? Has it been hard? Good, you know, expand a little bit more. And then what has your experience been with LGBTQ couples? 
So in my experience so far with weddings, <laughs> it's a bumpy ride. It, anybody can tell you getting into the wedding industry, whether it's a DJ or even a baker or anything vendor wise, it's a lot to go through. And of course, with photography, there's so many photographers out there. Like there can be 10 new ones before the end of the week. <laughs> so, but my experiences have been great. Um, within the past two or 10 years, it's basically, I've only maybe had a couple. I wanted to interject just a little bit here. I met Chevy on Facebook almost two years ago. Chevy was one of the few photographers I had found when doing a simple Google search that actually had rainbows and LGBTQ words on their professional business website, visible for anyone to see. But I knew that there must be more because she couldn't be the only one in the entire North Texas. I resorted to posting on North Texas Bridal Network on Facebook, where I didn't see myself reflected in any of the topics or posters. And I posted looking for either other LGBTQ people getting married or LGBTQ vendors. And of course, Chevy was the first to respond. I'm thrilled to have Chevy on the show since her personality is so colorful and sweet. And she, I must add, she always has the cutest glasses on. As we continue to chat into her professional history, we really get into the nitty-gritty when I ask her more about the birth of North Texas LGBTQ Wedding Network on Facebook. This really had an impact on not only on myself with finding vendors, but also other people finding community. Let's listen. Um, for those who don't know, you also are an admin for an LGBTQ wedding page um, can you tell me about this page? How did it start? Why did it start? And um, yeah, tell me more. <laughs> so um, on Facebook, it's called the North Texas LGBTQ Wedding Network. And the way it started was out of nowhere. <laughs> like, there just happened to be a lot of posts and not only that, but from personal like friend experiences and family member experiences that are in the community, like they didn't have anywhere to go and ask for, you know, like opinions about, is this vendor friendly or not friendly? What is your experiences? So on and so forth. And it just happened to be created in November. It's been a little bit over a year and a half now since it's been going. It's crazy how time has like flown by. And it just started from there. And with everything going on, I never knew that there was a need for it. You know, like I thought especially because I live in Denton, you know, and it's very, you know, gay friendly, everything like that. I figured there would already be a group out there. And before I created the group, I actually did some scouting to make sure I wasn't going to be stealing anybody's Facebook group names or anything like that. I want to step on anybody's toes. And since there wasn't, I was like, well, all right, we're going to go ahead. I'm going to do it. This is going to be here. And it's just, I'm learning every day. I tell people that all the time, like I'm an ally, but that doesn't mean that I know everything. Like every single day I learn something new, whether, you know, it's about 
you know, venues or how couples, you know, want to see these certain things on websites and how to make things more friendlier. And it's a really big insight for sure. And the group itself, um, for vendors to join, they have to be in business for more than a year and they have to have at least five reviews. With that being said, we're, I'm trying to filter and make sure that the couples in the group are taken care of. And I don't want somebody who just started yesterday to pop in and be like, hey, I can do photo booth. Like, cool. How long have you been doing it? Uh, not long. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, and so far the response has been pretty good. They completely understand. I let them know like, hey, I would love for you to try and join you know, into the, like after a year of your business, uh, you know, like I would love to have you, but I need you to have that experience. Cause not a lot of people know that weddings behind the scenes are difficult <laughs> depending on, you know, if you're caterer, your baker, you know, your DJ, there's just so many different aspects of it. And I don't want the couples in the group to feel like they're just oh, we're testing this out. Let me see if this will work, you know, and then they have a bad experience and then it looks bad on the group. So um, follow-up question. Why yeah. do you think there wasn't another group like that in the North Texas area? To be completely honest, I'm not quite sure because I know that Dallas has a great presence, you know, Denton has a great presence even Austin, like I couldn't find a wedding group in mm -hmm. Austin. And I know that there's, you know, community groups out there in Houston and Austin and stuff like that, but there was just nothing that specifically claimed like we are in the wedding industry and we're here to help couples find their wedding vendors. So if I was an LGBTQ um, person who wanted to get married, how would I find this group? Because um, for our listeners, <laughs> I joined that group back in November and there was like five of us. And now the group is 785 members and going strong. Um, how are people finding you? So with the combination of me and of course other couples and other vendors who are in you know the wedding network group there's tons of other groups out there there's budget bridal groups you know there's dfw vendors i mean there's always some other groups out there and having that connection really helps grow it because i'll see posts every once in a while like pop up like me and my fiance, we just got engaged, you know, we're looking for friendly vendors. And I know not only, you know, I do it, but I know I've seen other vendors do it too. And couples like, oh my gosh, you should join the North Texas LGBTQ network. They'll, they have great resources. And from there, I'll see the request and it'll say like, oh, it was mentioned in the Facebook group and I'm looking for these vendors. And that it just starts snowballing from there. <laughs> So basically, uh, <laughs> word of mouth or referrals from other people. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. 
Um, are you seeing a stark difference between like vendors referring couples or couples referring other couples or is it equal or do you see disproportionate amount of one or the other? Um, currently right now, I will say it probably seems more heavier on the vendor side. Um, which is not uncommon by any means, especially, you know, with groups out there on Facebook, there's so many of them. Um, and so usually with the vendors, they'll let their couples know, and then they'll join. And from there, everything else just continues, but it's more vendors than couples in a sense. Mm. And I'm hoping that it will balance at some point. Sure. But we just haven't gotten to that, that, that moment yet. So I also saw that you started doing panels um, and live uh, sessions, interviews, or, or um, what did you call them? Meetings? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, um, panel is a great word for it. <laughs> so why did you start them? And um, what has been the response from the audience, both couple and vendor wise? So I started them in hopes that vendors in the industry can get insight from other couples. Um, I know one of the big things was, you know, instead of naming the bridal suite and groom suites, you know, do suite one or suite two or have an option where you can have bride suite one, bride suite two or groom suite one, you know, something along those lines to where it caters a little bit more in that sense. And a lot of, you know, vendors really didn't know you know, they're, they're honestly afraid to ask people in the community, mm. which they shouldn't be. I mean, that's how we all learn and that's how we grow. And to be able to communicate as one and be all on the same page, that's why I really wanted those panels to happen. And then on the flip side for couples, um, they get to see, you know, like, oh, this is a real experience. You know, I'm hearing from them, oh, I didn't think about that. Oh, I didn't think about this. And then it starts a conversation at home and it just helps them even more in that process. Awesome. Um, what suggestions do you have for LGBTQ couples in the South, not just in North Texas, um, to do when looking for a photographer? So, I'm hoping a lot of the vendors in the group have the logo that you actually created, which makes me so happy. And it shows, you know, that they are friendly, whether it's on their Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter, like all the social media outlets. Um, but if they don't have that on their website, definitely feel free, you know, like we're not gonna be mad by any questions, you know, feel free to ask us anything and be you know like i and i feel horrible every time i hear these stories because no one should have to come out constantly by any means every time they come out to a vendor like hey we're getting married are you okay with it being a same-sex couple you know da, da, da. and trying to find the gap for that i know both industry like wedding industry and couples are trying to find that that bridge and where you don't, where couples don't feel awkward. But until then, because not everybody's there, 
don't be afraid to let them know, obviously that's, you know, we are same sex, you know, are you okay with that? If they're not, obviously they're not the right vendor for you. You know, there's other vendors out there who are really willing to help you with your special wedding day. Um, what suggestions or changes would you like to see from vendors in the North Texas area and or the South? I would love to see more representation of couples on the websites. I know that it may not be everybody's cup of tea and that's fine, but if they don't have the logo, then having, you know, couples on there, that lets you know, you know, as you're planning like, oh, they're totally, you know, an ally. We don't have to worry about asking. We're more comfortable, bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> Well, there you have it. Um, that was a small clip from a lot longer interview that I had with Chevy. I really just oh, want to send a big hug and special thanks for all of Chevy's support with the podcast, as well as all of her support with the community. Um, I did want to touch a little bit on some naming conventions uh, that Aubrey and I encountered when talking to different couples. Uh, my name is Ashley Marie Morton. I identify as she and her, and I am a um, airbrush makeup artist in the DFW. This is Ashley Morton. Um, I hit Ashley Morton up because I had seen some incredible pictures of her and her now wife at an all black wedding on November 13th, 2020. Ooh, airbrush. <laughs> I um I always like to throw that in there because it's not very popular these days and a lot of brides and a lot of clients are looking for that. And so when I throw that in there, I feel like it's kind of a, a chance for them to be like, ooh, I would love to do that. Ooh, I've never heard of that. Let's talk more. And so I feel like it kind of adds a little title. I was certified in it. I paid for it. So I'm like, yeah, it's kind of like throwing a PhD on the end of it, right? <laughs> sure. So for our audience members who don't know what an airbrush makeup artist is, what is that? So you can airbrush everything from eyeliner to body painting. It really all just depends on what you're looking for, but is a constant flow of color, whether it be foundation, eyeliner, uh, body painting or any of that. And it's just a really beautiful, it's a different kind of technique. Uh, photographers really love it in photo shoots because they don't really have to touch the skin. It makes it, makes it easier on them. So Photoshop in real life. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> it's also great for brides because it's sweat smear and tear resistant and so they especially in texas don't have to worry about those july june august months where you're just profusely sweating so this is where we dig into not only ashley's history but a little bit about her and her um, wife and uh we dig in a little bit on their story but i mean fast forwarding to the juicy stuff because whew, we talked a lot I also asked um, Ashley if she had grown up thinking about marriage, and this was her response. I didn't. I didn't know what was going to happen with my life. I was such a wild child. I didn't. Marriage was not a thing for me. Yeah. Um, and then I went. I was like, I kind of conned my my sister. Got engaged a few years ago, and her and her um, husband had been together for 14 years. And so I kind of conned her to go try on wedding dresses 
Well, little did I know her first appointment, she was going to find the dress she wanted. So the second appointment, I was like, oh, I'll go try on wedding dresses just so that I know that I don't want a white dress. I literally felt like the cream puff on top of the cake. I was like, oh, I don't want any of these. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so uh, we went to Terry Costa and I tried on literally an evening gown and I took it and I bought it that day. I walked out of there with it that day and I took it to altered for the altar in the Dallas area and they customized it for me. We cut up the front into a high low, we crisscrossed the back. Um, they, it, they put a little heart shape from one of my mom's blue dresses in the back of my dress and it was just stunning. I had them add that little fringe belt on the front. It was very, it was a very, very cool experience to get to um, create something from start to finish like that. And uh, your partner, what did they wear? What did your partner wear? Oh, uh, she wore all black like Johnny Cash, head to toe. (laughs) We actually had her dress. She was going to buy hers online. And I told her, absolutely not. I said, I want you to experience this. You are a bride as well. We actually called her a broad the whole time because she is a bro. So (laughs) we called her a broad. Um, And she did uh, a black uh, velour jacket, black undershirt textured brosy tie and solid black pants and we had a custom suit made for her by Franklin and Anthony and it was stunning and he was really really wonderful to work with too that was one of the the concerns I had was I wanted her to feel comfortable shopping for what would be a man's clothing and and you know have that experience and feel great about it and he was amazing Franklin was awesome with her so so where did the term broad come from? Did you guys just like jokingly make it up or did you read it somewhere or how did that come up? I feel like broad started, I have a, one of my friends who was actually in the wedding is a bro too. And they became like best bros. Um, and so it just kind of all started that way. She was like, Ray is a broad, you know, B-R-O-D-E. I'm like, clearly (laughs) absolutely so we ran with it we did a bride and broad shower did a bride and broad photo shoot like we just kind of ran with it and then we called um our wedding party our vips and then i liked to call our littles our vits very important teens because they were 12 and 13 and they actually wore all suits so it was really cool were the all these were all terms that you guys just came up with or and kind of played with? We definitely Googled a lot of things. There are a lot of alternatives out there and there are still people coming up with really, really fun things. Like we had friends of ours that got married the month before us and they did um, bro of honor. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, what, what is it? Bridesmaid, bro, bros, and, you know, people are just coming up with all sorts of fun things to kind of change up all the traditional aspects, which is really, really fun. Oh, oh. Only other area I wanted to talk about with you, Aubrey, is that the only places where couples had, quote, trouble or tension was actually with their families. Um, So whether or not the dad would come to the wedding or if their grandparents approved of the wedding or them being out and proud, but in terms of services, vendors and their, their general like livelihood wasn't affected that much. And again, I only spoke to nine people. So 
or nine different couples. So um, I feel like we're getting a very, very teeny tiny pocket of information. Um, and really, if we had like data to back this up, it would be maybe different. But I was pleasantly surprised on the people who did reach out and or we were able to touch with. They just wanted to share how happy they were and their love stories. That's wonderful. And, you know, I, I, like, I like weddings. I try to be optimistic. I love love, you know. And I chose to get married. I, I mean, I'm happy. Uh, the, the minor sociology, uh, wannabe sociology major in me wonders how much of this is broken when we break down by things like class and race and income where are we just talking about maybe more of a middle-class thing? Are we talking to couples that may be low income that might be struggling to find affordable vendors? But are we talking to maybe, is it a religious thing when you look at all these different family members that don't approve? There's still so much to unpack in this in this series. And I'm glad that's why we have the future episodes. In future episodes, we are going to be unpacking some of those questions about class and race and religion uh, and this question of marriage. So I'm glad we got to talk to these people. Or, well, you did. I didn't. I only sat in on one and I was exhausted <laughs> after that. I, <laughs> I sat in on one interview and I said, I am done. That was a lot. So I'm glad. <laughs> You got to talk to these couples, and I know we're going to be unpacking a lot of those other things in the next episode where we look at why a lot of people don't want to get married and think that LGBTQ people shouldn't be involved in the institution of marriage um, for different reasons behind, besides the whole, it's a sin, you're going to hell thing. There are a lot of reasons why people would decide they wouldn't want to get married. So I can't wait to unpack that. But in all, I just loved hearing all these couples. I loved hearing their stories. Agreed. And and I would love to dive into that fight family dynamic a little bit more, like you said, like, you know, is the dad going to show up or not? Or questions about who's going to walk you down the aisle or who's going to walk down the aisle. And, you know, I always joke with my daughter that well, one, she doesn't plan on getting married because she's pretty sure she never wants to be married to anybody ever. And <laughs> she thinks if she does, she's just going to do it as an insurance scam and maybe try to kill off her spouse. Which okay. I, may have, I, I may have ruined her plans by mentioning that on the air, but <laughs> she is pretty committed to this whole idea of not getting married. But we said, you know, if you ever do get married, you know, we'll just both her mother and I will walk her down the aisle or she could walk down the aisle by herself as a free independent woman. It's up to her. So we yeah. still have that family dynamic that's very interesting to dive into. Yeah. And I was also at some point, I, I will, uh, one of these episodes, we might also touch on um, the media and the narrative of LGBTQ weddings um, inherently and I'm not sure if they're doing it on purpose, but a lot of magazines, websites have very white, um, upper class kind of presenting 
um, LGBTQ couples. And so I white find, lesbians, basically. Yeah, white lesbians seem like, to be like the main Pretty white market. lesbians is the thing, yeah. Skinny, pretty white lesbians. Skinny, pretty white lesbians <laughs> or pretty white gay males. Correct. I see a lot of that. I see a lot of those, you know. Yeah, and um, truth be told, Aubrey and I did try and reach out to some of the big, um, you know, magazines and or websites or services, and we did get some responses, but um, none of them agreed to come on the air with us. But I, I do want to point out that that is a something that I, really struck me, and I think the wannabe sociologist and me, I was like, hmm, we might also be perpetuating the problem in our own community. I mean, you don't see many pictures of, you know, wedding photos of people that are non-binary or gender fluid or people like myself who are in love with their multicolored hair or trans people. You don't see too many of those wedding photos or engagement photos. And it could be a self-select thing you know you and I have talked at length about how much I've resisted taking photos even though I did get some professional headshots done this weekend just for you just for the show I did get some done it was a horrible weird experience so it could be that a lot of people are like me and just don't like being in front of the camera it could be that the magazines don't want to show these types of couples. I don't know. There's so much behind the wedding industrial complex that it's hard to figure out why are we only seeing one picture of what gay couples look like on their wedding day? Well, and also um, how, how it might be different depending on where you are in the U.S. Um, mm-hmm. Because we're a Southern-based show, I, I just, it was like really striking to me that I was like, wow, it's just all white, skinny lesbians and white gay men. I, like, I mean, A beautiful, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful <laughs> lesbians and gay men. I mean, like, let's not get this, let's, let's be very clear here. <laughs> These people are all gorgeous. Yeah, you know. But, <laughs> but is that is that a problem? I don't know. It's I don't know. You know. Well, and and what and why do we consider that gorgeous and not someone who's a person of color with beautiful green hair, for example, and covered well, in tattoos? I'm not saying that that person isn't gorgeous. I'm saying the photos aren't there. So, Correct. but I didn't want. To- disparage the photos that like I didn't want to say oh these people are just they're not pretty they're pretty I mean (laughs) but there's also an absence of other types of beauty that we just don't see and we don't know the reasons behind that I know know? especially when you look at the south like I'm on I'm I'm on one website right now and I'm not giving the name of the website uh there's one non-binary couple but they're up in Michigan there's one gender fluid uh, person getting married and they are at sea in, in Boston Harbor. I'm not seeing much of a Southern representation of anything outside of these cis norms of lesbian gay. And I I do have to admit, I I did do some research thinking that, okay, maybe 
I'm not looking in the right places. And maybe there is a giant plethora of media and vendors and like awesomeness out there. And I'm just not researching properly. Um, once I started digging into like the wedding industry in Atlanta, where it's predominantly black people, I found a whole category of, um, black vendors or, um, black couples getting married. Um, oh, good. Yeah. That was awesome. But it took them, I had to dig for it. Ditto. It work, right? Yeah. Ditto here in Dallas. Um, someone shared, um, the black North Texas black wedding network that maybe it's maybe they had it in a different order, but um, just how I found North Texas LGBT wedding network, there is a North Texas black wedding network. And I was like, what? I think that highlights part of the problem though. It's that it's not that we don't, people of all kinds are getting married, but if you are engaged yourself, or if you want to find wedding representation that looks like you, if you don't know where to look, maybe there are things that you just are missing, you know? And it's like that any kind of that sense of community, how can you be a part of it if you don't know what you're looking for? If you don't have the right Google search terms, if you can't find the right Facebook group or Instagram hashtag, if you, if you can't, if you don't know what to look for, how can you find what's out there? Because there might be a lot of representation out there of all these different types of queer love that we aren't highlighting because we aren't finding them. And so that could be a bigger issue. Yeah, and I also, um, and that's like a whole different topic is how um, even in the LGBTQ community, there is segregation, there's also, um, you know, categories of like, oh, we're lesbians and we don't want any trans people or, you know, like there, there's problems within our own community that I know have been highlighted in the past. And it's not like new news to anyone, but are we perpetuating that siloedness um, in our communities and in the wedding community networking? Yeah. It's really I mean, my I, question. I don't know. I mean, I know that when I, first came out as trans, I did have issues where we went to, you know, my family, we went from to being invited to say two weddings a year to we went to like a two or three period, two or three year period where we weren't invited to any weddings. Wow. And I, when I was still early in my transition, I actually had a couple of requests. They say, okay, you're invited, but please present as male. And I said, well, I'm not going to your wedding. I'm not going to do that. So. They asked you that? Yeah. Like, like, please present as male because we're accepting of you, but you know, our family is religious or conservative or whatever. So those are the weddings we skipped, but we did notice that the, 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 the number of invitations we got when I came out started to drop. And maybe that's because, you know, we're at an age where all of our friends are almost all married, except for like Me. one person, <laughs> you know talking about like my friends from growing up and Keith, you know, I'm talking to you. You're the last single person in my crew. You need to get married, Keith. <laughs> or not, I don't care. But the point is, I we did get, there was a noticeable drop in invites where we would see weddings of friends and the, see the pictures on Facebook after the fact. And we're like, 
we were friends with them. We didn't get invited to that wedding. Okay, well, that's good to know. And we knew it was because of me because before that, we were invited to everything because, you know, people love my wife. You've met her. She's fun and she's friendly and my kid is cute. So we got invited to all the weddings. And then I came out and then the wedding invitations just dried up. Well, there's still a lot unpacked there with the whole trans people being involved in weddings and all that. Well, you have a pending wedding to go to um, this December. <laughs> Who's? I can't think of anybody. I know. It's super <laughs> rare. You have no idea. No. <laughs> no, yes. Your wedding. Yes. Which I will happily be at, you know? I know. I'm so excited. It's going to be good. All right, mm-hmm. Aubrey. I think um, that was a lot to cover. <laughs> I think we should call it a day because we have a, there's a lot in here. Um, a lot to edit down to. And that is it for today, folks. Um, we are super excited to bring um, the last episode of our wedding extravaganza. And we will be moving on to other topics, but we'd love to hear from you. So please leave us a review, send us an email, a message on the Instagrammy or Facebook, um, and then stay tuned. We are thinking of doing a live show here in North Texas. Um, but don't forget, you can find merch on the website, www.southernqueries.com. And uh, see you in the next episode.